As I said in my last talk, I have been studying the various meanings of the words humanist and humanism over the centuries. To begin with, they had separate histories, and I shall begin with humanist. This word was first used during the Renaissance in Italy at the end of the 15th century. Some manuscripts dating from the 1490s have been found in the university towns of Bologna and Pisa, which include the word humanista among lists of names for the members of various academic faculties. Thus, while someone who specialised in chemistry was called alchemista, and someone who specialised in the arts was called artista, someone who specialised in Latin and Greek literature was called humanista. It seems that these terms were originally students' slang, but they soon came into general use, and of course they are still used today in various ways. The first people who were called humanists had no particular ideological position. They were simply scholars who worked on the classics, discovering, editing, publishing, teaching and studying the works of the great writers of the ancient world. They were called humanists because their subject was called studies of humanity or more human letters. Following the old tradition that the ideal of humanity involved education in language and literature, and the new emphasis on what was considered the particularly human interests of the language and literature of ancient Greece and Rome, rather than the divine interests of the Judeo-Christian Bible and medieval theology. Humanist soon became the normal word for a classical scholar. During the 16th century, it appeared in print in Latin and Italian, and then quickly spread to other languages. It was used by Montaigne in French and by Cervantes in Spanish, its earliest appearance in English seems to be in a translation of Virgil, published in 1589, and it then became quite common. It soon acquired other and wider meanings, so that from the early 17th century it could also mean someone who had a general interest in human affairs. Samuel Johnson's Dictionary of 1755 defined humanist narrowly as philologer or grammarian. But the first publication with the word in the title was a weekly magazine called The Humanist, which was published in London for a few months in 1757, and which used the wider meaning. Meanwhile, the academic subject of the humanists became known as the humanities, meaning at first classical studies, then all languages and literature, art and music, philosophy and history, and finally almost everything that isn't scientific or technical, practical or vocational. Contrary to common belief, the early humanists weren't responsible for any major break with the past. They looked backwards rather than forwards, preferring the civilization of the classical world to that of what they called the Middle Ages, and preferring the classical languages to the vernacular languages of ordinary people. For the next few centuries, in all the struggles between ancients and moderns, the humanists were on the side of the ancients rather than the moderns. Also, far from being unorthodox in religion or politics, most humanists were traditional Christians and natural conservatives. They didn't take part in the scientific and intellectual revolutions of the 17th century, or the Enlightenment of the 18th century, or the political and social revolutions of the 19th century. They remained the old-fashioned scholars who insisted that true education for the intellectual elite should be based on ancient Latin and Greek and on conventional Christianity. Eventually, the activity of the humanists and the idea of the humanities was given the name humanism, a word which was first used during the Enlightenment in Germany.